The new atheists claim faith in God is irrational and dangerous. Kirby Anderson examines this irrational claim now on Probe. Nearly 30 years ago, John Lennon sang the song Imagine. The words went like this. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us, above us only sky. Imagine all the people living for today. Imagine that there's no countries. It isn't hard to do. Nothing to kill or die for, and no religion too. Imagine all the people living life in peace. Imagine there's no heaven. You may say that I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us, and the world will be as one. In other words, the source of much evil in the world is religion. Belief in God, life after death, and a universal moral code. Would the world be better if faith in God was eliminated? Well, many atheists now think so. Richard Dawkins states, quote, Imagine with John Lennon a world with no religion. Imagine no suicide bombers, no 9-11, no 7-7, no crusades, no witch hunts, no gunpowder plot, no Indian partition, no Israeli-Palestinian wars, no Serb-Croat Muslim massacres, no persecution of Jews as Christ killers, no Northern Ireland troubles, no honor killings, no shiny-suited, bouffant-haired televangelists fleecing gullible people of their money. God wants you to give till it hurts. Imagine no Taliban to blow up ancient statues, no public beheadings of blasphemers, no flogging of female skin for the crime of showing one inch of it, unquote. The goal of the new atheist is to rid the world of belief in God or religion and replace it with reason and science. The new atheists believe that religions that embrace a belief in God, particularly Christianity, are not just irrational, but dangerous and therefore must be extinguished. The new atheists are not presenting new arguments, but instead they are promoting their ideas very aggressively with strong, confrontational, and condemning language. They have gained a following among the young academic crowd, and they have been quite influential in public education. Some of the notable names of those who have written popular works include Richard Dawkins, Sam Harris, Dan Barker, and Christopher Hitchens. In this week, we will cover four popular arguments presented by the new atheist. And in this series, we'll try to examine these arguments and see whether belief in God is irrational or if there are good reasons to believe in God. This has been Probe with your host, Kirby Anderson. To get your free copy of Pat Zucharin's transcript, New Atheists, an old message with a new method, go to probe.org radio. And join us next time as we proclaim a well-reasoned and biblical faith here on Probe. The New Atheist alleged that faith in God is the result of irrational thinking, and a rational person would not believe in God. Sam Harris states, We have names for people who have many beliefs for which there is no rational justification. When their beliefs are extremely common, we call them religious. Otherwise, we are likely to call them mad, psychotic, or delusional. Richard Dawkins, in his book, The God Delusion, states that belief in God is the result of delusional thinking. He asserts that belief in God is a delusion built upon empty assertions and not evidence. He states, faith is blind trust in the absence of evidence, even in the teeth of evidence. His conclusion is there is no evidence to support the existence of God. In fact, all the evidence goes against God. The assertion that belief in God is irrational is not a new argument. 
but a very old one. It is true that many who believe in God are not able to present reasons why they believe. However, Christianity is not founded on blind faith, but faith based upon the evidence, and there are good reasons that make belief in God a reasonable conclusion. One significant individual who has come to believe in the existence of God is Antony Flew. Flew was this generation's greatest atheist philosopher. However, Flew, through philosophical reasoning, came to believe in God. Flew states that he wrestled with three key major scientific questions. First, how did the laws of nature come to be? Second, how did life come from non-life? And third, how did the universe come into existence? The naturalist answers, which are heavily dependent on Darwin's theory, provided unsatisfactory answers. Flew discovered that the classical theistic arguments provided the best answers in light of the evidence. The cosmological argument, or the argument from first cause, and the teleological argument, or argument from design, provided a much more reasonable answer. You know, for centuries, Christian apologists have presented these and several other reasoned arguments for the existence of God, and many have come to believe in God as Flew did. Antony Flew's conversion from atheism to theism deals a devastating blow to the arguments of the new atheist. Not only was he a titan among atheistic philosophers, he is another example that demonstrates belief in God is not irrational. Reasoning individuals who are willing to study the evidence and follow it wherever it leads may find a very strong case for a creator. The new atheists allege that science and faith are at war. Therefore, real scientists must be atheists for science clearly proves God does not exist. How do these atheists explain the display of design in the universe? Leading atheist spokesman Richard Dawkins believes that Darwin's theory answers the design argument. However, recent discoveries reveal the shortcomings of Darwin's theory. Darwin's theory fails to explain the cause of the universe. It also fails to present evidence that life came from non-life. There is also the lack of transitional forms in the fossil record, and there is no mechanism for macroevolutionary change. Mutations and natural selection have failed to conclusively show that they can produce macroevolutionary change. In short, the new atheists place a lot of faith that Darwin's theory will answer these challenges. Science and the Christian faith are not enemies. In fact, the more scientists study nature and the universe, they continue to discover complexity in design, which makes it highly improbable that such complex systems could have come about by chance and natural forces. For this reason, the number of scientists who are acknowledging an intelligent creator continues to grow. This is the fact that the new atheists fail to acknowledge. Francis Collins, the leader of the Human Genome Project and the author of The Language of God, tells how the order and precision in the DNA code led him from atheism to belief in God. Collins states, many will be puzzled by these sentiments, assuming that a rigorous scientist could not also be a believer in a transcendent God. This book aims at dispelling that notion by arguing that belief in God can be an entirely rational choice, and that the principles of faith are in fact complementary with the principles of science. Physicist Stephen Hawking states that his study of the universe reveals that the overwhelming impression is one of order. The more we discover about the universe, the more we find that it is governed by rational laws. You can still ask the question, why does the universe bother to exist? And if you like, you can define God to be the answer to that question. 
You know, Francis Collins and Stephen Hawking are just two examples of numerous award-winning scientists who acknowledge the scientific evidence pointing to a creator. The more we learn in the various fields of science, biology, microbiology, astronomy, physics, etc., the evidence continues to point to design. The complexity of life and the order displayed in the universe make it more reasonable to conclude a God created it, and the great leap of faith would be to conclude that it occurred by chance and natural forces. The New Atheist Movement asserts that religion is dangerous for it is the source of much of the conflict in the world today. Many assert that religions, especially Christianity, teach intolerance and discrimination. To build their case, however, the New Atheists unfortunately attack misrepresentations of religions, especially Christianity. For example, in The God Delusion, Richard Dawkins states, quote, The God of the Old Testament is arguably the most unpleasant character in all of fiction, jealous and proud of of it, a petty, unjust, unforgiving, control freak, a vindictive, bloodthirsty ethnic cleanser, a misogynist, homophobic, racist, infanticidal, genocidal, philicidal, pestilential, megalomaniacal, sadomasochistic, capricious, malevolent bully. Unquote. What Dawkins displays is his superficial understanding of the Bible. Certainly no Christian believes in a God as described by Dawkins. Another error is the misuse of labels. New atheists apply the term fundamentalist to evangelical Christians as well as to fundamentalist Muslims, creating the illusion that the two are equivalent in their teachings. When Dawkins points to the example of the Islamic riots against the Danish cartoons, he equates this incident not with Islam but with religion, all religions. However, a careful study reveals that there is a huge difference between the teachings of Jesus and Muhammad. This huge difference is also revealed in the lives they lived. A careful reading of the New Testament quickly reveals that violence goes against the nature of Christ's teachings, who taught his disciples to love their enemies and pray for those who persecute them. Application of the true teaching of Christ would lead to a peaceful society. New atheists also allege that religions promote division by the creation of in-groups and out-groups. Indeed, there are religions that discriminate against some Christian groups, but in Christianity, that is a perversion of the teaching of Christ. Jesus' sacrifice and gift of salvation is offered to all. Throughout his life, Jesus reached out to those despised by their culture, and his disciples died many in foreign fields preaching salvation to all. A significant point that the New Atheists do not mention is the destructive consequences of atheist philosophies. We see this in the regimes of Marx, Pol Pot, and Mao Zedong. Some religions are responsible for conflict, including Christians who have misused biblical teaching. However, atheism has shown to be dangerous as well. New atheists assert religion was created out of a need for a father figure or comfort in a cruel world or fear of the unknown. New atheists rely on the work of James Frazier and his book The Golden Bough, written in the 19th century. Frazier taught that religion developed through a natural evolutionary process which first began with animism, which is a belief in the spirits in nature. The worship of nature spirits eventually led to polytheism. Eventually, amongst all the gods, one was viewed as the most dominant, and eventually this dominant god alone was worshipped and monotheism developed. This was known as the evolutionary theory of religion. New atheists believe that eventually man's need for God will end, and atheism will be the end of this evolutionary development. Unfortunately, the new atheists once again are not presenting a new theory, but reiterating an old one, which actually has been shown 
shown to be flawed. One of the flaws of this theory is that it was influenced by Darwin's theory of evolution and lacks serious empirical evidence and study. One of the most significant and well-researched works, which was produced by anthropologist Dr. Wilhelm Schmidt in his 4,000-page treatise, The Origin and Growth of Religion, his research of hundreds of cultures revealed that monotheism is the oldest of religions. The development of religion was discovered to have gone in the opposite direction of the evolutionary theory. All cultures began with a belief in a heavenly father, and this monotheistic faith eventually degenerates to polytheism and then to animism. This theory is called original monotheism. The evidence displayed by Schmidt and later anthropologist Don Richardson is consistent with the progression of religion as revealed in Romans 1. Serious research and evidence appears to favor the biblical model. You know, the new atheists present few new arguments. What is new are not the arguments, but their method and strategy of their group. How should we meet the challenge of the new atheist? Well, 1 Peter 3.15 states that we should always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. We are called to love those who question or even attack the Christian faith. As we present a well-reasoned case and the evidence, the Holy Spirit will use our apologetic defense and our unshaken but loving attitude to speak to their mind and heart. Psalm 14, verse 21 says, The fool says in his heart there is no God. Might it be that new atheists are the ones who are irrational? <laughs> 